Welcome to Midnight Chronicles issue number two, everyone. Uh, today we have another episodic adventure with our very own Angel. You know, <laughs> I was thinking, man. What if... What if we stop drinking on these things? Maybe you should stop. I probably should. I'm not. but As I you take should. another sip. Yeah. Is your boy soap, everyone? Welcome, uh, guys. <laughs> We're in this. All right. For those who, you know, may not have caught the first issue of Midnight Chronicles, Midnight Chronicles is different from our regular episodes in Indigo Voices podcast, uh, where we are more, you know, we, we more so share our creative pieces. However, it doesn't mean that it's a separate podcast in uh, any which way. Midnight Chronicles is more like a sub-series within Indigo Voices. It's where we separate our creative pieces, short stories, and poetry uh, from, you know, the the other stuff. The, the mind-juggling thoughts mm-hmm. that we have. And, and those things are more... Uh... More fun, more more uh, more wild. I yeah, say. wilder. It, it, it's more like the I like to think of it as the main event that that party mm-hmm. that everyone goes to, everyone listens to it, and by everyone I mean the three people that do. Um, <laughs> you know, everyone uh, attends it. Uh, Midnight Chronicles is more like the the after party, the afties where you grab some cachapas and you're all like, "Hey, what you trying to get into?" What are we doing after this? You know, it's where uh, it gets more intimate. Yeah, yeah. It's more so like, um, for example, after all the invitees leave the party, exactly, and then the more intimate people stay, right, like the the small coro, play some slow jams in the background and have dope conversations in the corners. Play the some J Cole. Yeah, not like the clubs. Nah, while he plays Bobby Schmurder and shit. <laughs> Fucking computers. But shout out to Bobby Schmurder though. <laughs> anyway, welcome. Once again, Facts. to Midnight Chronicles. Uh, this episode is going to be real fun, man. I-, I think that you have a dope, interesting piece to share. Thank you very much. That that, that I can't wait to hear you recite. Because I know, I mean, I read it and I have some ideas on what I want to share in the analysis today. But I haven't heard you read it. And I think that right. adds a lot to, <clears throat> to, to stories hearing how the author's Recited? I think it definitely does. On our first issue, um, I had read it a few times, but it was definitely a different effect when you read it. Mm-hmm. So much that uh, it, it changed a couple of things. Yeah, you know, because I check your, there's your pace, there's your tone. You're reading it how you want it to be heard, I guess. You know, so that's a pretty dope thing that we do here. That's true. I've also heard that. Um, i was trying to think like should i share this on midnight chronicles or or is this content more for regular indigo voices episodes to question it i think we should share it here because only the real fans are gonna listen to this one i was gonna say that um a lot of people have said that they like our voices (laughs) they have actually seriously i know i know i mean it's strange it, it sounds like it's coming from a genuine place. Yeah. But it's like, but what do you, you like kind of know where I'm taking it, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Obviously, it's been there. Okay. <laughs> um, enough of that. That's more so regular yeah, episode yeah. content. We're with the issues of Midnight Chronicles right now. Right. Um, so 
without further ado, I'm ready when you are. All right. The name of my piece is Will You Be Here in the Morning? But first, a sip for my drink. Car horns sang from a distance. The cool summer breeze caressed us as it toured through the city. We could see all of the lights from up here, yet no one could see us. I remember how she would have us both close our eyes and make a wish whenever a plane would fly by. Only, my eyes would be fixated on her. Our wish would travel the world before it came true, she'd say. Well, then, you must have been to a lot of places. I'd think to myself. My wish was standing right before my eyes, but she probably had no idea. I remember the way her hair fell past her shoulders as she stared up into the night sky. She used to say that there was nothing more beautiful than the dark blue sky. Though it was indeed beautiful, I still thought her a liar. I remember how she held my hand as her tears began to leap from her eyes. How firmly she held me, like a child in fear. I was her protector, and yet she was my safe haven. How could I forget the way her lips felt against mine that night? I stared into her eyes and asked, Will you be here in the morning? Close your eyes, she demanded. What followed was the most intense kiss that I have ever received. I could almost feel all of her emotions surging through her. The hairs on my arms stood in attendance, and my skin turned to braille. The air was still, and all of the sounds around us faded. At that moment, it was only us up at that rooftop. I opened my eyes and was left with the wind that came to console me. And she? She was gone. Then came morning. That's it, man. That's that's that. That was dope. That was. Um, I appreciate it, bro. I think that that piece deserves publication. <laughs> Honestly, I rather enjoyed it. I enjoyed writing it. Uh, no, no, like and I appreciate you. What I mean by that is. That it deserves professional recognition. Oh, dear. That's what I mean by that. Um, Thank you, man. And with that, I'm saying that, yes, you know, our listeners can appreciate it. Yeah, we can say that it's dope as we dive into its analysis in a few seconds. But we share shit like this often. Mm -hmm. And I think that piece stands out. In so many different aspects, not only uh, with the actual story of it all on a fundamental level, but uh, the different connections that it has, mm-hmm. its potential on different avenues of creativity. So not only do I see that piece as a story, mm-hmm. as poetry, but I also see it as a as a movie or as a show, as something that's cinematic motion picture you know that i love it's funny that you bring that up because i typically write that way like i write my short stories uh and my pieces as parts of an episode or as as 
in a script format in the sense where there's a lot of dialogue and, and scenery and stuff like that. I like expressing it that way because like I'm a TV junkie, I'm a show junkie, you know, but I love to read and I love to write. Writing is my thing. So I kind of mix the two. Yeah. Uh, what is that called? A screenwriter. Oh yeah, I should probably work on that. That's no, a fact. <laughs> and and even though I'm saying like, yo, this should, should deserve professional recognition. Thank you. I'm not saying that I'm not um, putting professional recognition on a pedestal. Right. Like, for example, I'm not saying that whatever we say about this piece uh, is discredited because we're not professionals. Uh, rather, what I'm saying is that by us analyzing this piece, mm-hmm. we are already giving it the value that it deserves. And Indigo Voices, us and our listeners are going to take that piece where it deserves to go in the future. This guy's just got away with words. I, mean, I know how women <laughs> fall in love with him. Shit, he almost had me. So, uh, so this is not the end that we will that we will hear this story. No, it isn't. In yeah. fact, uh, I think this will go places depending on the development of this of this series. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it, I really appreciate uh, you know you liking it, and and I do. You know, your praise is, is of value to me, especially in the in the writing uh, department, because we typically tend to be the, the the first people who read each other's writings, and you right. know, people who who judge them and help each other creatively. Uh, so, given that your opinion is of value to me, I, I'm just curious, not only in this piece but in many pieces. Uh, and since our focus is here, what is your favorite quote from the piece I just shared? Because I know we evaluated it and we analyzed it before, you know. My favorite quote in this piece is um, where you say or well, where the main character says that our wish would travel the world before it came true. You know, that's mine, too. And, and if you say that, then you would have to add that a few lines down. They also say that my wish was standing right before my eyes. Yeah, because in, in that context, um, he he expresses how she would say, uh, like you know, every time that a plane flew by, she would say, our wish would travel the world before it came true. And uh, that's when he thinks to himself, my wish was standing right before my eyes, referring to her. Uh so yeah, it's actually my favorite line there too. Um, the way I thought about it was uh, something a bit more realistic, not necessarily more realistic, but more common than a comet. You know, every time somebody sees a comet, they, they make a wish. Uh, I just pictured being a city kid, you know, up there in the roof trying to make things, uh, not trying to actually, things being romantic. You're with your partner, you're with your lover, whatever the case is, a girl you like, a guy you like, whatever it is, and a plane flies by and it's like a, a cute little kid game every time a plane flies by we'll make a wish and in which you know uh, she states our wish would travel the world before it comes true meaning it's so like a wish can be so powerful and uh, and also be so pure and pure and beautiful that it, it's like so earthly and wide and it's just a bunch of things that you can take from it um there's also other things that have to relate to the plane, but that's what I thought when I wrote that line. Yeah. And um, the way yeah. I read it, 
the way I read it is like, it's like, don't be married to a wish. Right. Because oftentimes, wishing is kind of like fictional. It is. Most wishes do not come true. So by saying that the wish would travel the entire globe before that shit came true, Mm -hmm. it's like I could be doing... I could be doing so much other shit rather than being focused on something that isn't necessarily going to become reality. That was also, though you're wording it much more awesome, that was also something that I thought as well because of the aspect of, you know, traveling and stuff like that. And it's more like sometimes you don't get what you want when you want it. It does not mean that you don't get what you want, you know? Which is what she was trying to say. Yeah, yeah. Because a plane travels oh so many places, you know? And then it comes back to its original destination. So that is one way to put it. And it's definitely a, a much better way than I would have described it. I appreciate that you that you not only saw that, but dove deeper into it. Yeah, yeah. And then he says that, he says, my wish was standing right before my eyes, mm-hmm. refer- referring to her. Mm-hmm. So like... In a way, he kind of already achieved fiction. Yes. Like, like he has the wish. It's kind of like a contrasting thing there. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm you know what I'm trying to say? Now, uh, I apologize for bringing up issue number one, but there was a line in, uh, in issue number one um, that said particularly this. Um, <clears throat> issue number one, for those of you who didn't, Keep up with that uh, with the beginning of Midnight Chronicles. Issue number one, Soba shared a piece. Uh, so this was a bit inspired by that piece. Uh, the line reads like this. Forever is just a fairy tale that blinds us from the end. Uh, and in this sense, uh, a wish is so fictional. A wish is like a fairy tale. But to him, he's achieved it already. Right. You know, in her. And uh, in, in being with her. In being with her, yeah. In mm-hmm. her presence. Um so that that was kind of inspired by that as well, and it's 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 kind of like a line of <clears throat> bringing a bit of hope to the fact that yes, some of these things are may seem out of hand, out of reach, and fictional, but some of these things do come true. Yeah, some of that magic is still a, a part of this world. Absolutely, and and I mean it goes hand in hand with with the quote itself, right? So like. The wish would travel the world before it came true. It's not like it's going off into space and never coming back. The world, the globe is circular, so it'll come back mm-hmm. eventually. Mm-hmm. Right. That was her. That was her way of saying, "Have hope that w- that that wish will come true." She was certain that that wish would come true. Yeah. She didn't know when, but she was certain when that 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 wish would come true. I like that. I like that. Yo, um, like when you were writing this, bro, like, like what feelings? made you write this i i worked a bit weird typically with some of my like when i don't know exactly what i'm gonna write this is one of those things where i didn't know exactly what i was gonna write i knew that i had read your piece i knew what we were doing here and then i started with and i usually do this a lot um i write a title the title is what i think the most about once i write the title i go off so I was thinking, I'm like, all right, reading your piece and understanding well, uh, what mood I was in at the time 
and um, thinking, okay, what is going to go? And this is my first thing that I'm writing in Midnight Chronicles. So I thought, okay, for some reason, I was sitting there and I thought, okay, boom, will you be here in the morning? And then it just started going, you know, I started writing. I'm like, okay, where are they? And I thought, I thought the city for some reason, but I thought late. Late, I'm thinking 12, 1 a.m. Ironically, like after the party's over. I was, ironically, Billie Eilish, I was uh, listening to to her uh, when the party's over. And I'm thinking, okay, where do you go? Where do you sneak off to with, you know, your your amiguita, your partner, your love, whatever. Mm -hmm. I thought the roof, rooftop of a building that's kind of in the shadows up high 179 type shit yeah thinking looking off into the city with lights and 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 the highway to the right with the cars you know flying by but you're so high up and and in a way kind of isolated this building in the shadows that it's just you and her up there and you feel like the city is at your feet you know and then i started going off there and uh, it was a feeling of joy, that feeling you get when you're with your partner. You're going, and we spoke about in the in the first issue. Ironically, it was living in the moment. So in this point, she's enjoying the moment, and you know, doing what she has to do. But she's not acknowledging that moment how he is. Mm-hmm. So while she's looking at the sky and making her wish, and and you know, just enjoying all of the environment, he's just enjoying her. Like he's acknowledging, like we're here. And you're you're, here, you're my wish, and I'm here. Yeah, like yeah. I'm staring. Yeah. I'm watching you enjoy this moment, which you know they're both enjoying their moment. But it's like she's in that moment enjoying it, and he's enjoying her do that. So I was there, that feeling of joy, and and you know towards the end there there's a feeling of of sorrow because it's like he has that one wish, and. We don't know if it's a dream. We don't know if it's true. We don't know if it's not. But he closes his eyes, he kisses her, and she disappears. That's good. That's good. You know, you said something that that sparked an interest. Like this whole theme of of isolation mm-hmm. from everyone else to to experience this joy with a significant other. It was definitely purpose. Purpose. Yeah. And the scenery in the rooftop, right? Isolation, not. Not just uh, by distance from others, but by altitude. Mm-hmm. That so they're be, so high up. They're so the high up. The city is below them. And it's kind of like, I get the image of floating. Floating with yeah. love. Yeah. Like fluttering. You know what I mean? That's exactly, that was my point. You, If you've ever been in a rooftop with just one other person, doesn't matter if it's romantic or not, or even by yourself... It's a different feeling you get. It doesn't matter how high the building is. It's like you're, you see the open, clear open sky, especially if you're from the city, which you barely, you know, you don't see much. You see tall buildings. You see the clear open sky. And then it's dark, so you don't see lights. You see the lights beneath you, but you have this feeling where you're more like in tune with the sky and sharing that with another person who you're intimate with. I could imagine that that's, but just yeah, a different yeah. feeling overall. That's dope. I mean, my my general feeling was like as I read this, it was like a reflection of an unfortunate event because you know they're mm-hmm. not together. Like it was, mm-hmm. she wasn't there in the morning. Let's face the facts. Yeah, but she didn't stay. <laughs> um, but he accepted it. I'd feel like a booty call. 
and he accepted it and he has uh, still a feeling of hope at the end of the piece with the there, with the morning what was it the morning it goes and then comes morning and then comes morning so while he's really he's acknowledging the fact that she's he opens his eyes she's gone um with only the wind to console him but but then comes morning yeah yeah and with and then comes morning I know you mentioned it prior, but tell me a little bit about the title. Like, will you be here in the morning? Well, will you be here in the morning is more of a, um, it's almost as if she doesn't have a choice, you know, and he's acknowledging that, but he's hoping that she will be here in the morning and he's asking her, will you be here in the morning? And I tend to do this as well. Uh, my titles tend to be somewhere in the story, not always, but I tend to do that only because it's more like a. This is what the story is about, and you get that line, and so the time that you're, you know, it's it, that it connection. Yes, yeah, that connection, and I and I find it so dope. But um, yeah, his point was that he also he understood that she would not be there in the morning. Yeah, yeah, and I, she did as well. I read it the same way, you know, as a Perfect. hope, as a hope type of thing. Yeah, and trying to hold on to something, like when you both know that it's not, it's like, not, you know, gonna, but there's that just hope. Trying to hold on to it. Yeah. And I think that question is charged with the idea of, like, I hope you are going to be here in the morning. Yeah, like, will you be here in the morning? And hoping that for some reason, the answer is yes. Yeah. Knowing that it's not, you know? That's true. That's true. So, what did you like most about it, if you don't mind sharing? What do I like most yeah. about this piece, man? I like how you wrote nature. In the piece, the personification of nature. Um, you started off by saying, <laughs> "You started off by saying that the breeze caresses them." Yeah, something along those lines. And then you um, finished off with the wind consoles him after mm-hmm. she leaves, or mm-hmm. she's not there in the morning. Um, I thought that was super dope. Thank you, man. Yeah. I I usually the the reason why I'm a big fan of personification of certain things like that as well because it just expresses it in a way where it's super personal and it's a way where if you get it you're like I know exactly what he's talking about because it's happened to me like there's there's a breeze that pushes you away where you feel like it's literally like forcing you to go then there's a there's a soft breeze that comes up through your shirt and you know sneaks behind you and it's more like a caressing type like that it's like it's gentle it's not blowing your hat away but it's that like a smooth summer breeze you know um that you kind of crave for in the summer and that same breeze when he finds that she's not no longer there it's it's the breeze that he feels like is holding him consoling up, him consoling yeah. him um and yeah, and I, yeah yeah that's true though sorry to interrupt you yeah, good. I, I just like it popped into my head right now is like Morning is part of nature as well, mm-hmm. right? And then comes morning. Nature is there for him still. Yeah. In a way. I thought that was fucking dope. It's like the wind consoles him and the morning, here comes morning. So it's like morning is like, yo, you know what day we got to go. You Let's know what's um, also interesting is that um, usually... Traditionally, it's uh, I believe it's 
female characters having a relationship with nature in literature. Mm -hmm. In this way, or in the way that you wrote it, is a man Mm -hmm. or a male character having a relationship with nature. Right. You know, not just in this piece, and I'll get back to this particular piece in a second, but I tend to do that, and I'm not too sure why. I feel like I just find a sense of peace with nature or like a soothing factor in nature. So if you read any of my pieces or poems, nature tends to be something like a a healing character. Because nature is as much of a character, just as any other objects or stuff are, but nature is one of the more, like, there is all, it's almost like there's emotion in nature if you rain. Yeah, yeah. Uh, snow, you know, that that still snow. There's so much emotion that you drag out of nature. So a lot of times I use nature to try to express that emotion. And in this particular story, I, I use the wind, the sky, uh, you know, what is more free than the sky, mm-hmm. than the wind. And I feel like that's what they both are. And not one feels trapped by the other, but one has to go. Yeah. Will they return? Were they there to begin with? I don't know. I guess we're going to have to find out in the other issues, right? Issue number three, four, five, a thousand. I don't (laughs) fucking know, man. What, although you've been expressing it and showing it, give or take, tell me right now what you thought I was trying to express through this story. To be honest, it it goes back to the beginning. Uh, mm-hmm. of what I had mentioned, of what I thought. And that is not being married to a wish itself. Yeah. Not being married to an experience with someone. You know, this main character, yeah, his wish, or he wanted to be with this individual, mm-hmm. and that didn't work out. But towards the end of the story, you know, the wind caressed him, mm-hmm. or consoled him, sorry. And, and and then comes morning, like he still has some sort of hope, some sort of esperanza, mm-hmm. something to lean back on. It's almost like lo que se va da, se va da. Yeah. You know, and it's also the point that unfortunately things don't always go your way. But her line, that is one of the most concrete and essential lines because she goes, our wish will travel the world before it comes true. It's like. It will, like, she's giving him that certainty. Mm-hmm. This will happen. The dream will come true. The wish will come true. Whatever the case is. You just can't just be. Just not right now. Yeah, not right and now. Don't, and don't sit around waiting for it. Yeah. You know? You Which is one of the more difficult time, difficult parts. Like, yes, accepting a no is hard, but, like, dealing with the, with the hold on, with the weight off, I think that's just as hard. Hell yeah. And maybe harder because you feel, like, that uncertainty. You know, where it's like, okay, but then where do we, where do we go from here? You know? Yeah, man. That's tough. That's tough. But, but what's your number one elevator pitch, at least one sentence or two of your takeaway? What do you want the reader to get from this piece? Live in the moment and make every moment so beautiful that it's worth remembering. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's definitely um, kind of like a one more step from Midnight Chronicles issue number one. 
It's definitely a, a big step, man. Um, I feel like... You know how I know that the listeners aren't ready for what we have, bro? Oh, shit. I don't even think we're ready for oh, what shit. we have. Like, what the fuck is going on? We're just doing things and making it dope. Yo, yo, we're going too deep right now. It's too much It's too much into the matrix right now. But you guys got to let us know if you like this. And I'm. you know how like we say that? Tell me you like it oh, or shit. you don't. Tell me something. Give me really? anything. All right? You guys can let us know uh, what you think of this, whatever we do here. At indigovoices at gmail.com. You can hit us up through Instagram, DM us, comment, like, share at Indigo Voices Podcast. Uh, on Twitter, we're also at Indigo underscore voices. Just let us know. Just let us know. What's up? Regardless, yo, it's always a pleasure. Thank, Thank you, you for listening. Much, guys. Thank you so much. We appreciate you guys. Soap on Angel. Out. Let's get it.